Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey. Maybe it's the 100th episode. I've literally got no idea. Um, we are looking at the best of the Royal Rovers in the 1980s. I'll tell you what, though, Sam. This is the last instalment in the book. Mm. Will we it be our last rogue. episode, though? We don't know. No. Will it fuck? <laughs> I've got all the issues over there. So unless there's some kind of fire, then um No, but what I mean is, will it going. be our last episode focused on this book? Will oh, we get this through book. this strip in well, one episode? I think we should vow to get through it because okay. it looks as if it's a quite standard. Yeah, nothing like that. All, all the loose ends, more or less, have been tied up. We know who tried to shoot, yeah. who tried to kill Roy. We know Vic Guffrey's mm-hmm. back. The whole situation with what's his name is um, sorted out. You know, the Scottish lad's dad, Arthur Logan. Kenny, yeah, Kenny Arthur Logan's Logan. old yeah. man. Uh, we know that Melchester are getting promoted because they absolutely pissed the old second division. You know, one every yeah. game. So it's all sort of... Now they're just playing out a game against um, Rotherton Rovers and they're 3-0 f- mm-hmm. up anyway. So it's all a bit of a... Yeah. You know, it's a, what what do they call it? After the after the Lord Mayor show. After the Lord's Mayor show, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like that. Or, or they would say they're, they're playing... They've got their towels on the beaches yeah. at this point. But yeah, we'll so there's not happens. much room to says... report. Although I do find the final couple of captions... Really exciting and intriguing, but we'll yes. get to that. Yes, no spoilers just yet, though. Um, so it, it it says at the top there in speech marks, what's the matter with Guthrie? What a pathetic tackle. So we'll see what that's about. Um, and then, of course, there's the little yellow box at the top left, which tells us what's going on, brings us up to speed. Uh, it says, already assured of promotion to the First Division, Melchester Rovers had no intention of, in speech marks, coasting their last match of the season. Um, any kind of vernacular that's not the Queen's English gets the treatment of the, uh, yeah, the speech marks, doesn't it? Exactly, but they do it with, with so many words because, yeah. well, that's, I mean, as we've discussed, language is an organic, ever-evolving entity. And so there are things that we take for granted now as, like, just normal parts of the English language, standard conventional language, mm. that, you know, not that long ago were pretty out there far out kind of like outrageous mm. uses of, of language and so you notice that when you're in something like this they put every fucking second word in it in quote marks 
Yeah. And you think, Jesus, it's good, this though, was because a... They're, they're heralding a new era of language almost by doing that. Yeah, they are. They're kind of legitimising words like coasting. Yeah. Which were common parlance back then. Yeah. You know, they say to the kids, here's the new words, go forth and use them. You have our blessing. Yeah. New word, new word. <laughs> so it says they're coasting their last match of the season against Rotherton Rovers. Uh, no, against Rotherton. Rovers were leading 3-0 when Roy brought on a familiar figure in place of Nat Gosden. Now, before we see the familiar figure come on, I mean, you know who it is. You heard it in the last episode. I'm looking at the advertising hoardings there. Uh, there's yeah. lots of banners in the crowd. Rovers, Rotherton, all the fans mixed in they're together. They're all mixed in together. There'll be some aggro there. Recipe for disaster, yeah. Um, and some of the advertising hoardings, we've got Gola there, who seem to be the official sponsor. They, they've done the kit of Melchester now. We've got Mindley's. Don't know what Mindley's is. Feels like a department store. But then it says Bourneville. Bourneville. Which, of course, is a, a brand of chocolate. Now, has David Skew put that in there in the hope that the Bourneville people will see it and reward him accordingly? Or he's done a the deal. Sly. Hello. Or he's done a deal. Hello, yeah. yeah. Is that Bonville? Can you put me through to the public relations department, please? Tell them it's David Skew from Roy of the Rovers magazine. Yeah, that's S-Q-U-E. <laughs> I do yeah. nudes. I do out. Anything you want. Even nudes. if you want something Houses. special for... Say, if you've got a wedding anniversary coming up, something like that, let us know. We can brainstorm. Uh, spitball, I think the Americans call it, and we'll come up with something dead good. Anyway, put me through to your Mainly public nudes. relations unit. <laughs> Yeah, now listen. Um, you, I've got an opportunity for you. I'm just completing a strip, and one of the advertising hoardings that I am drawing is as yet unsold. So, in return, <laughs> which for, got me thinking, which got me to thinking, Bourneville chocolate, a brand that I'm hearing more and more about, going up in the world. People are talking about you. People are curious. They want to know more. <laughs> Now, if you no, could see I your way fit to di- send over a box load of the stuff. I have got a direct line to be able to influence the 8 to 11-year-old market, <laughs> which I believe is quite untapped for your own particular brand of dark chocolate. <laughs> when I was... When my nephew... Do you uh, understand? I got a nephew, Casey, and he's now like... I mean, I think he's like 21 or something now, but when he was a little mm. boy... I said to him, he was only about three or something, and I remember going to him, what's your favourite chocolate, mate? Before I had kids and I had a certain, like, set of questions that I'd ask to engage children with, right? And I go, what's your favourite chocolate, mate? And he went, what? And I went, what's your favourite chocolate? And he went, um, dark chocolate. And I remember being so so shocked that I blurted out, what, fucking Bourneville? You bad cunt. And his mum said, his mum didn't have a go at me for swearing. She just went, he won't know what Bourneville is. I was like, I've never heard of a fucking kid whose favourite chocolate was dark chocolate. Eh, there's something wrong with that one in the nut. I'm telling you, you want to get him looked at. That's not normal. What is he, an eight-year-old Doris? <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking reincarnation of something. Uh, yeah, I tell you what though, it's interesting because he grew up really clever. So maybe, maybe yeah. you know, he was under. Well, I should have guessed it. I thought I should have known mm. that cunt was a brain box. He liked dark chocolate when he was still in fucking nappies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should have had him marked out as a clever clogs right from the get go, mate. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So yeah, David Skews rang up Bourneville and uh, <laughs> subtly suggested that he includes them on the uh, the advertising hoardings there. Um. So yeah, the um, substitutes coming on. The Lampard's in the crowd. Say Vic Guthrie, the Melchester super brat, and another one who is standing about fifty feet away adds to that. One of the men originally suspected of trying to kill Roy. <laughs> yeah, we fucking know that, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> They're having a big conversation 50 feet apart in this fucking packed stadium. Um, and then we get a close-up of some of the Lampards, which we don't often see them, to be honest. We don't get a good look at these fucking freaks in the crowd. But there they are, having a good uh, head-to-head. Um, Guthrie was asking for it. He made some pretty nasty threats against Roy when he was disciplined. So they're saying that he was asking to be suspected of trying to kill Roy. I suppose that's fair. It's um, fucking not. It's really says, out of order. Well, it, it, it escalates. The next one, the other fella says, he could thank himself lucky Roy's giving him a chance to make a fresh start, even though he wasn't involved in the attempted murder at of Roy all. at all. Yeah. So why wouldn't he give him a fresh start? These people are, are, are just absolute... Asshole Lampards, the Melchester fan base are pathetic. Yeah. Uh, mind yeah. you, the geezer, they're all wearing their bubble hats, which I suppose mm. at this time, they always have, you know, things like this have always presented football yeah. fans in a sort of a daft kind of 1950s sort of way, where they're always yeah. wearing the, the stripy bar scarfs and the bubble hats, and they always get it wrong. Do you know what I mean? Um, they, well, I mean, one of them, one of them there now is wearing a tam o' shanter. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, right. do, I yeah. do remember these sorts of tam o' shanter hats, <clears throat> not with the bobble, <laughs> but a sort of like a flat cap, but made of a, yeah. a man-made fibre. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. I had a West Ham one, and it was like, like an FA Cup final like one, and it was a flat cap, but it was made of a shiny man-made fibre. With yeah, West Ham of, Cup Final 1980 written on it. And that, like, that is like quite the, um, realistic. Like the base City Rollers might have worn. Yeah. Maybe. They so, should bring uh, them yeah. back. They're decent. We might get some top flight time machine ones made. But there's a fella there who's got a fucking lustrous head of hair and he's not going to cover that up with any kind of headgear. He's got, it's almost a, um, an Elvis style slicked back. Yeah. He's a throwback. thing going on. He's a throwback. Yeah. I like him. He's, he's got, all right, he's got, that bloke. He's, he's got the best cream in that, hasn't but he? But look, then to the right of him, in the background, there is a Native American, and he is just staring quite sternly into the middle distance. <laughs> like it's He's almost, Charlie Carter's brother-in-law or I something. I mean, yeah. tell me you can see him, because I, it's so weird. I'm sort of thinking, I am, I, am I imagining him? He's staring right into your soul, isn't he's he? He's not interested in the conversation going on among the fans. He's not even looking at the match. He is there. We don't know why he's there. And he's just staring into space. Sometimes I come here to think. <laughs> Sometimes I go to Sometimes. a Mel Park football stadium, stand so- amongst the pale face and think. <laughs> Sometimes the loudest environment can be the most peaceful place. <laughs> It make my soul still, so I can hear clearly the trickling of the water of my spirit. I experience the stillness amongst the audible maelstrom of Belchester. <laughs> oh, I. 
And what brought you to Melchester in the first place, like? Seeing you, you know, where where you? I'm guessing you're from America. I'm long story. I'm too long to tell now. <laughs> uh, so there, um, yeah. So Guthrie, it says, was soon in action. There he is with the number twelve substitute shirt on. Um, uh, so there's a a Rotherton player running at him, and already the fucking. Lampards are telling him what to do. Now make the most of it, Guthrie. Make the most of your fresh start. Show us that you're still our best central defender. Fucking do what you want, mate. Yeah. Fucking pander to these pricks. But it says, and the Rotherton player, he's got a nice Kevin Keegan style perm, uh, just dances around Guthrie. I think he looks exactly like, um, what's his name? Not Lewis Collins, the other one in the professionals. Martin Shaw. He looks like Martin Shaw. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah. A bit like Mick Robertson off, off of Magpie as well. Yeah. Um, and he dances past him and Guthrie goes, Oomph! Uh, what a pathetic tackle, says someone in the crowd. <laughs> it wouldn't have stopped a fourth division striker. <laughs> Fucking hell, who'd be a footballer? Honestly, though, like being a footballer is a, is a nightmare. To a large, especially in these days when they didn't even get paid, they weren't even rich. I mean, they were relatively rich, but they weren't like crazy fucking rich like they are now. Yeah, they just lived in lived in on housing estates among the the fans, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And like every fucker's got an opinion on every last thing you do, and if you do Mm. anything other than perfect, you are deemed to be not only it uh, not only is it deemed to be completely unacceptable, you as a human being are deemed to be scum, subhuman yeah. scum, because you kicked a ball wrongly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't do it perfectly. He kicked it wrong. He kicked it wrong. That's not like how they do it in the World Cup. That's not how you're supposed to um, kick it. You're scum. You're subhuman scum. <laughs> you don't deserve to be alive. Uh, I'm here to take out all of my frustrations from my everyday life on you. <laughs> And I paid for the privilege, so you take it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they dance past him and put in the back of the net. Charlie Carter's badly positioned, really. Um, it says, and it's there. Rotherton have pulled one back. Oh, you know, fuck off. It's 3-1. They've won the league already. They're going up. Who fuck gives a else. shit? Yeah. Didn't you fucking, didn't you fucking knickers in a twist. Stop fucking Behind taking the- so seriously. You lot should be gearing up for a fucking pitch invasion, mate. Yeah. I'm looking at the Hordens behind the behind the yeah. fucking goal there. It's got Michael's My, Motor Shop. Michael's Motor and, Shop. Yeah, it's Michael here. <laughs> What's your name? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Do you need yeah, a, if you need I'm, a car, press one. If you need a bit for an engine, <laughs> press two. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Richard's removals, by the looks of it, we can only see the remove bit, but I guess that's removals. Um, hello. hello, Richard here. What do you want moving? Huh. No, can't do it. No, sorry. No. Sounds like sort of place. <laughs> Too big. Those sorts of places that you call up and they're annoyed that you've called up. That's like, I think that a lot of people say they bemoan the decline of the small independent trader um, yeah. who have been crushed by the large sort of conglomerate, multinational, Corporate whatever. monsters. Yeah. But from my experience, and with respect, you know, I've always been a sort of a, a, a freelancer myself in one form or another. 
So, you know, but most sort of independent outfits that are run by an individual or a couple of individuals, when you ring mm. them up, they have the hump that you've asked them to do something. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, it's like that hardware store you visited recently. Yeah, it's just like, trying oh, to fuck, get your you know, what, what's yeah. this absolute cunt want? want? And then they wonder why <laughs> when fucking a screw, big screw fix opened up down the road, you might be happier <laughs> yeah. to get in your car and yeah. drive 10 minutes up the road to screw fix where with, it'll be cheaper yeah, the and they'll be really friendly to you. Facilities yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's the same with places like your Richard Removals or your Michael's Motorshoot. You call up Richard's Removals. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello, is that Richard's Removals? Who's asking? Oh, <laughs> anyway, uh, my name's Sam, and I need to do a, I need you to do a removal. But what do you need spare help, mate? <clears throat> what I mean to say is, could you do a removal from my house to another? No, I can't do it, mate. Well, I haven't told you when yet. Well, well mate, unless it's sometime in like 2024, there's no way I can do it. I'm booked up. I'm booked up, mate. Can't no, help you. I'll try, try someone else. Yeah, bye, bye. Don't call again, cunt. Fucking hell. No wonder I go to giant removals now. Removal they giant. The actual giant out. <laughs> hello, hello, removal, hello, removal giant. The call centre's in Bangladesh, but I don't mind because the customer service is still a one. The line is crackly, but they're very good. They're very friendly. Their English is excellent. <laughs> um, so there. Uh, moments later, as Guthrie tried to clear across, he's jumped for a header again. His hair's too fucking long. He needs an haircut. Yeah. Um, it bounces off his forehead. Uh, another half-hearted effort. Guthrie's face is just despair, isn't it? He's confused. If I was him, I'd, just, I'd be looking to move back to Wales, get a fucking, yeah. well, you know... Not even Welsh, is he? Get a big, bit, a, bit, a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Like, because he's here at Mel Park, you're always going to be basically in the shadow of Roy. The fans are wankers. Mm. He's a he's a decent player, but you know they're they're very unforgiving and they're all this stuff. If your own manager has basically put you in the frame as a murderer, yeah, right, then yeah. I just think you can't move on from that. You just think, do you know what, boss? Get there's, me a fucking move. I'll take a pay cut. There's a schism. There's there a, a schism, schism there that can't Definitely be schism. can't be mended. Mm. Yeah. Some schism's amendable, but that's not a mendable schism. Um, so he's just nodded it away, and it's fallen to a Rotherton player who hits a shot. But Charlie Carter is down low and um, knocks it wide of the post. So it looks like it comes off his head, actually. And uh, the crowd shouts, Oh, what a save! Charlie Carter got the super brat out of trouble that time! Fucking hell. What's the matter with Guthrie? Well... He's had a lot on his fucking plate, to be quite honest. Imagine the stress, you prick in the crowd shouting the odds. Imagine the stress of being publicly ex- uh, suspected of murder. So you've yeah. got it coming from all angles. You you don't know on a very on the basic level. You don't know about the future of your job, your employment, your ability to put food on the table. Or your liberty, right? Well, that comes next. Then you've got the public humiliation of being in the press and it just be your name being dragged through mud in the tabloid press. Every day you're in there, you walk through the street, people are looking at you like, oh, he's a killer, right? And then, biggest worry of all, 
you're thinking, well, there's miscarriages of justice all the time. Don't forget, this is only a few years after the Guildford Four and the Birmingham Six have been banged up exactly. for doing yeah. absolutely yeah. fucking nothing for life, right? So he's yeah. well aware that at this period in British history, the police force is totally out of control with its abuse of power and the mm. judiciary clearly isn't fit for purpose. And as to the politicians yeah. and the government, they're willing to turn a blind eye, right? And so he's thinking, fuck me, I could go I could go to jail. I could be in there with the Guildford Four, right, mm. this time next week. So imagine you wouldn't be able to sleep. You'd be on the fucking Valium, right? You'd be, you'd be having even to... If, even if you're a hard man. Even like if you're a hard man like him, you just wouldn't hard be man. able to sleep from the stress. And then even when you come through it, that's, that's trauma. So you don't just... The day when you've been let off the hook, you don't automatically think, oh, everything's back to normal. That's post-traumatic stress disorder you've been you've been badly injured your soul and your mind have been injured by the experience right so it's no wonder he's having a fucking off day these people need to show a bit more sympathy jalapeno ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. Um, and there... Uh, it says Roy had a good idea. Uh, is Roy going to show him some sympathy? Let's see. Guthrie's got his fucking hand on his own forehead. He can't believe what's going on. And Roy comes over and says, All right, Vic, we've had enough of you trying to be a good boy and make up for the past. Is that what he's been trying to do? Has he been trying to, has he been trying to tackle correctly? <laughs> you know, within the, within the laws and the spirit of the laws of the game? Roy, um, like, uh, by the way, just to note again, and we noticed this last time, Roy's totally unapologetic for everything he put Vic through. Doesn't see that he played yeah, a role in yeah. it at all. No, no, no. To be fair, Vic, you put yourself in the frame by that. Well, right? like, yeah. You know, by walking off from our tour of Scotland in the summer, right, you, let's be fair, did make yourself look <laughs> like a murderer. <laughs> So you you can't blame me or the British public for putting two to, two and two together, can you? Right, it was that's on you. Completely, the act of a murderer. But I am willing I to forgive you as long as you stop being a fucking dickhead. <laughs> so he's told him, uh, "We've had enough of you trying to be a good boy and make up for the past, the past in which you did, let's face it, very little yeah. wrong." But you know, mud sticks, mate. And um, Guthrie says, "Sorry, Roy. It's it's just that I've got this feeling that I'm on trial all over again." In a way, Vic, you, are. you You were never on trial. You were a suspect. You were questioned. That's all. There was no trial. You were never charged. Now listen, right? Fuck's sake! 
Mud does stick, and it can be bad. Now, you, you, I know for a fact that you don't get paid nearly as much as I do. Of course you don't, right? But I do have... Um, there, are, there are stories being sold to newspapers every fucking day of the week about me. Shit that I've done. Shit that I don't want Penny to find out about. Shit I don't want the Inland Revenue to find out about. <laughs> and a hell of a lot that I wouldn't want the Flying Squad Oh, to be honest, the murder squad. Knowing about. Ask your Uncle Blackie about that if you don't know what I'm referring to. But it's very simple, right? The papers get hold of a story. They are obliged to give me right to reply. They go through my fixer. The fixer then gets back to them and I will offer them a story in return as a courtesy, (laughs) usually on the private life of one of you or one of my other players, right? which I will exchange with them. And I I leak stories about the club and you as individuals to the tabloid press in order to keep them sweet and keep my own name out of the paper. So what I'm saying is, Vic, there's ways and means about dealing with this sort of stuff, right? It's called communication management, yeah? It might seem wrong, but look, it works. We've just won the second division championship. Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> He says, uh, not with me, Vic. Take my tip and start living up to your nickname. Let's have a little more of the old super brat and less of the nice guy. So he's giving him carte blanche to just fucking start fouling. Fell your boots, Playing Con. dirty. Yeah. Uh, a few moments later, and uh, Guthrie's barging one of the other players. I think it's that one that danced around him earlier, and he's barging yeah, him off the ball. The player falls to the ground and goes, ooh! Vic goes, uh, or Vic doesn't see anything, he just barges him down, and someone in the crowd says, Nothing wrong with that tackle, or was there? What the <laughs> does that mean? <laughs> fucking hell. Sit on the fucking fence, you cunt. Um, and the uh, a Rotherton player says, What about it, ref? It must be a free kick. Uh, the ref <laughs> says, It was hard, very hard, but perfectly fair. Play on. <laughs> he keeps in a bit of suspense then, doesn't he? He likes yeah, the toy with them. Yeah. It was hard and he leaves a pause. He goes, dot, dot, dot. Very it hard. was very hard. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. But it was fair. Play on. Ooh, ref. Stop <laughs> toying with us. He's on Continue. the run as he says it as well. He is. Um, an attempt to stop. Stop in bold type. Stop, Vic. Met a similar fate. Um, and it says... Guthrie's strength really counted then. He shielded the ball superbly and laid it off to Roy. And he did. And there's two Rotherton players fucking strewn in his wake as he plays it to the side of Roy. And guess what Roy does? Bang. Back of the net. There it is. 4-0. Great goal, Racy. And uh, look at the goalkeeper's face as he looks round and sees the ball in the back of the net. He's livid. Fuck it. Fucking hell. He's prone, lying on the ground, livid. And uh, Roy has a little think. Roy thinks, but Vic Guthrie made it. I reckon the super brat is back in business. And it's all thanks to me. (laughs) (laughs) All thanks to my little pep talk. (laughs) Just a minute ago there. Old Roy's uh, man management strikes again. I should run (laughs) a fucking course on this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I wish they'd invent the internet. It'd be much easier to do it that way. People will pay for out um, if they think it's going to fucking change their life for the better, the idiots. I was looking at it, um, someone 
does a Twitter account where they they print all the um, pages from the radio and TV times, mm. so you can look at all listings of this day. Yeah, and it was about 1984, and it was a Channel Four new series, The Stocks and Shares Show. Whoa! All about investing in stocks and shares. Contestants uh, are given a fictional ten thousand pounds to invest. Blah 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 blah. And then at the end, it says, uh, "For more information, please send a sample envelope to Channel Four uh, at blah 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 at the address." So you can send off for a leaflet and find out all about stocks and shares. What's a stock and what's a share? What's the <laughs> difference between the two? Have all of your questions answered and more. Uh, Find out in this four-page leaflet. I decided yesterday that I wanted to introduce Len to Hello, Hello, because (laughs) we were just doing funny accents, basically. And I said, Mm. if it's funny accents you like, you want to fucking check out Hello, Hello, mate, I thought he'll love it. Yeah. So Hello, Hello... And sexy waitresses. And sexy waitresses, exactly. So I looked on... I nearly had to text you. I thought, he'll fucking know where it is, won't he? Because it wasn't on (laughs) iPlayer, right? And it wasn't on Amazon or Netflix. And then I thought, ah, it's because it's problematic, right? Everyone's dumped it. So I looked on YouTube. I didn't even know this was a thing. But on YouTube, it was a paid-for thing, right? Right, yeah. So so you pay for the series. Yeah. I thought there was also a free version that was, like, quite bad quality. I thought, I'll give the first episode a go for free in case he doesn't like it. Well, I started. It's the first ever episode of a lower low, right? Mm. It opens and the two Nazi, the two comedy Nazi fellas are at a table at Rene's place, right? And they're having a chinwag and Rene comes over and is doing his sort of charming thing to them. And uh, he, they can get contraband, right? So he's going to them, I'm low on butter. Can you get me some butter? And they go, yeah, okay, fine. And he goes, also, can you get me some paraffin? Right. And they go, well, paraffin's hard to come by, right? So he says to the older Nazi, do you remember there's a little one and then there was the more senior one, yeah. col- co- yeah. commander or colonel or something. And he goes, um, he goes, oh, it's very hard to come by, Rene. And he goes, oh, well, just to say, remember, Commander, your room upstairs, room 12, is ready and available to you whenever in case you need to uh, rest in the day. And then he saw the Nazi's eyebrows kind of raise a bit. And then he looks around to the bar and the two waitresses are there, Vicky Michelle and the other one, right? And he goes, whatever Vicky Michelle's called, I can't remember. He goes, and she is, uh, was only just asking about you the other day. So she'd be keen to make make sure that you were very comfortable, right? And this is the first minute. And I've turned to my wife and gone, it's a fucking knocking shop. And this had never (laughs) occurred to me at the time. They establish early on in this comedy about the Second World War that this is a man who runs a whorehouse for Nazis, right? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Maybe the working title of it when it was in development at the BBC was Whorehouse for Nazis. We've got a new, we have a new comedy. What are the name of the fellas who write it again? It's the You Have Been Watching Mob. What are they called again, the guys who write it? it was. It's David Croft and, and Jimmy Perry, isn't it? Yeah, the, Croft the, the and Perry. Army. Yeah, we've got a new. Uh, we, we, uh, Dad's army's come to an end because everyone's in it. Everyone in it died. But don't worry, we've got a new thing also set in the World World War in the Second World War. Well, and old Sir Marmaduke Hussey's gone. Sounds fantastic. If you guys are in charge, then I've got every faith in it. Consider it a commission. Uh, just one thing for our listings department. Could you give us a title? Well, it's just a working title at the moment, Sir Marmaduke. 
Well, give it to us anyway. Yes, it's called Whorehouse for Nazis. Mm. Or Nazi Whorehouse, whichever you prefer. <laughs> well, we were hoping for something for pre-Watershed, but um, <laughs> maybe with a change of title we can get away with it. And what's it about? It's about a French collaborator in the Second World War who runs a sex shop for Nazi soldiers. Oh. Okay, I suppose there could be laughs in that. I was astonished. And, like, there were too many questions then, like, what is... Like, I didn't... Lem started asking questions about the dynamic that existed between this Nazi, mm. this perpetrator of genocide, right? Yeah. And that guy's in there. He's part of this mob that want to wipe the Jewish race off the face of the earth, right? God. Um, yeah, so it, that... but. But why are they why are they being presented as as funny jocular characters? Well, because you know, them everyone's got different sides to their personality. <laughs> when they're not trying to ripe out an entire race, they're just having fun in this cafe, and they're they're supposed to chips. They're exchanging paraffin for sex with them waitresses who are French. <laughs> and this geezer who runs the cafe, he's the conduit, and he's creaming he's most of the money off it. it. Very little in the dough. All the paraffin ends up in the possession of the women. But they haven't got much choice, to be honest. War is, war also, is an ugly thing. He's also working for the resistance. So it's <laughs> it's quite standard that this makes it through 10 series without him getting killed. He's playing them all off against each other. Oh, and by the way, he's also having it off with the waitresses too. He's and married. The from the resistance who comes in through the window around the back. He's married. He has it off with all of them. He's married, he has it off with all of them. He'll sometimes have it off with Vicky Michelle on the same day that she's been with one of the Nazis. He don't care. There's a war on. She's trapped. She is absolutely trapped in this situation, right? I mean, it's a, she's in a very dark place. I don't like this show, Daddy. I, um, I, I think it's on BritBox. The is whole it? Thing. I think it'll be on BritBox. But there's that website, Just Watch, that I've recommended before. Oh, yeah, I was trying to remember that. If you ever yeah. want to know where anything is, Just Watch. Just is Watch. your friend. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's 4-0. Four, four is it 4-0? I thought that, Rod- that Rotherton had scored a goal. Yeah, 4-1, I think. Oh, I think fucking factual error there. Oh, well, it's um, probably over now. don't matter. Yeah. And it says, at full time, even the Rotherton fans joined in the tumult of applause. Melchester, Melchester, first division, here we come, says Jimmy Slade. Come on, let's join Back in where the we belong. <laughs> Back where we belong, eh, Jimmy? If that's who you are. <laughs> um, and then they're in the uh, in the changing rooms afterwards and it's they're all getting dressed into their civvies, probably straight off down the feathers. And Blackie says there, uh, there must have been 20,000 Melchester fans here for an away match. We ought to think ourselves lucky, considering all the clubs which are struggling to survive these days. Fucking Fuck hell, right? Shut up, will you? What's it? What's it? Why what are you going political for, you prick? <laughs> all that matters is that we're back in the worst division, so we can start. For, well, so, first belong. of all, I've awarded myself a big fucking pay rise as well. <laughs> Promotion bonus. I mean, I'm not saying I got us relegated on purpose so I could pick up a bonus 10 months later, but you know, strange things I got some that fucking one. money to make up for as well because of the fucking medical bills after I got shot in the head, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> did I fuck? 
I'm not going in with them fucking cunts. That's for fucking peasants, isn't it? Like the dickheads who come and watch us. I went to fucking the Royal Masonic in Melchester. Fucking proper treatment. Use, got me on rum and everything. They still use fucking leeches on them cunts down at them cunts down at the general. They'll fucking serve you They're off fucking a fucking right. down at the the fucking Royal Masonic. They give you a fucking cup with a China cup of tea when you come to as well. <laughs> like fucking wimpies. <laughs> so Blackie does his little speech there about clubs struggling to survive, etc. And Roy says, aye, they need help, Blackie. This summer, one club in particular is going to get all the help I can give it. Uh, right. Uh, and then, in the final panel, he says, only this time, I'll be using a different ball. And he produces a fucking cricket ball the out of his locker. Can. Right, do you not think, having been shot in the head, then left the team to promotion, you might have had a bit of a rest? Now, I'm going to be playing top-level fucking cricket all (laughs) summer, and you can bet fucking sure as eggs is eggs, I'm going to be fucking brilliant at it. Ian fucking Botham does both of them, and that's where I'm nicking the idea from. (laughs) Just like how I nicked the Dallas thing for the shooting. (laughs) There's one thing I've proved this year is you can nick out your like and get away with it if you're Roy Race, Roy that Ray. is. <laughs> so he's got a cricket ball in his hand and it says, yes, it really is cricket in next week's Roy of the Rovers. I mean, that's like a, fucking hell. Quite a clever Unsubscribe. idea. Subscribe. It's quite a clever idea, though, because you've got to get through summer. And in those days in particular, I don't think it's the case anymore, but people did used to, kids used to switch from football to cricket. Yeah. Um, yeah, like did. you know you hear people saying as soon as the fucking football ended like literally the day after mm-hmm. the, the football ended the FA Cup final mm-hmm. people would just sw- without even discussing it kids would just switch to playing cricket um, yeah. I don't know if they watched cricket I mean I used to sometimes play cricket in the park but I never like really got into watching it much but it was quite mm. a smart idea by yeah but for me I missed football so much during the summer I mean to be honest I'm embarrassed to say so, but I still do. When there's when there's a big gap, I get I get skittish. Yeah. Um, so yeah. for me, reading football comics, Kate, I got even more into that in the summer than I would during the football season because it filled the hole, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to, I used to play tennis as well in the summer when Wimbledon was on. You would just do whatever was kind of oh yeah, You'd go and smack it against the, time, the wall. Yeah. I would yeah, and pretend to be yeah. Pat Cash. Of course. So, yeah, that's it. Roy is going to turn to cricket in the next episode. That's the last one in the book. So if you've got the book, hope you've enjoyed following it along. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll try and tweet out the scans of the, the stories because I've got all the, the old issues here somewhere. And we're going to keep going, so I'll uh, I'll tweet them out so people can follow it. Uh, that's it. It's the end of an era, but it's not because we're just going to plough ahead. How long has that taken us? When did we it? start doing that book? More than a year uh, ago, that wasn't it? Was, I'm not sure what episode this is that we're doing now. Let's have a quick look. I think we're up to about episode 90. 85. So about a year and a half, a bit more than a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah, that's episode 85. Well, it's uh, been yeah. quite quite a journey. It's not over. It's no. just uh, we're at crossroads or something. All right, that's enough. That's enough fucking jibber-jabber. Yeah, this is bollocks. Bye. See ya.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.